it's a very common thing now to see boys who have been raised without their dads, their father figures. I'm very privileged to have a strong father who has incredible masculine virtues of, of providing for his family. I've always had that. But I wanted to think today and like discuss with you and maybe we can come to some kind of discussions in the comments of what really happens, what's the effect of a boy not having that father figure in his life. If you take a second right now to visualize a six-year-old boy, very little, maybe he's just, just about entered primary school, like the first part of the education system, and his parents split up and he's just staying with his mom. What is he missing out on that another kid in his class in school may have because this other kid has two parents that are really loving, really secure, joined together? Maybe that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is he isn't seeing that love between his parents. He isn't seeing that polarity between masculine and feminine energy. I think that really, really hurts a child boys and girls, if they don't have parents who are actively so in love with each other, who still flirt with each other, who still have sex, the dynamic of the house becomes a lot more platonic. Maybe this is why we see the rise of boys who think it's kind of appropriate to show interest in a girl through platonic means by like... A lot of boys, and even guys, have a crush on a girl and they pretend to be friends with her first, even though their intentions are romantic. And maybe this is why, because they don't see sexual polarity in their parents. To not have... You know, there's a phrase that like fathers can some sometimes say. Maybe it's only in the movies, but it's like "ada boy," which kind of means like, "Oh, you know, that's my son. Like, well done." To not have, to not be on the receiving end of an "ada boy." When you think about that, seems so insignificant. It seems so like oh, we can just shrug our shoulders. Oh, as you know, he didn't hear a, a certain phrase of like, "Oh, well done, son." But these praises, this this level of appreciation, this compliments that we can receive from our father who tells us like, Atta boy, well done, son. That's maybe the single strongest positive feedback loop you could ever have in your life. Shit, think about that. Your father's praise for you do, doing something like kicking a ball or dropping down to do some push-ups when you were like five years old. That may be one of the like the one of the most significant like changes like of trajectory of your life. Because when you get that at a boy, as a young boy, when you're doing things that boys should do, like being adventurous, you know, like things that symbolize masculinity and growth and strength, looking after your little sister, and then you receive that at a boy, you receive that praise from your father, well done, son. That positive feedback loop is like it's like this psychological mechanism that reinforces that same behavior. So we we know this from like psychological studies of especially on like uh, animals, where if you reward an animal for doing a behavior, 
it will be more likely to do that behavior. We needed studies to really prove this eventually, so it's a fact. But now this is just a total fact for society and it's kind of, kind of like common sense. Reward someone for doing something, they will be more likely to do that thing. With the father not in the house, you've just missed out on half of that reward, that positive feedback loop. And what the father and the mother praise and actually give the positive reinforcement to would be different, wouldn't it? A father and a mother would praise, likely praise, two different things, wouldn't they? And so missing f your father's praise, missing daddy's praise, daddy's at a boy, at a time when you, as a young boy, would have done something to symbolize masculinity that he wants to see in you, not having that father figure in your house, it must be very tricky for a woman, a mother, to still give those atta boys for things that symbolize masculinity in her boy. Because in her own mind, in her own sort of like female feminine bias, she thinks what is good equals femininity. And so when she sees her boy roughhousing, when she sees her boy exploring a little bit too far, that's a bad thing in her mind. And so boys raised with single mothers receive atta boys, like the, the praise. Usually when the mother thinks he's done something good, which is with her female bias. And maybe that explains why we see the rise and rise and rise of more feminine, unhappy men. Soft, weak, pushover kind of men. And that sounds like an insult, but the thing is, you watching this right now, you're probably somewhat of a feminine man and you probably know others and we're not happy with this we understand innately that this is not the way that we should be living so whilst it seems like an, an insult to say that you know feminine men are a bad thing it seems like the majority of feminine men actually know it What happens to a boy who doesn't have a father figure in his life? There's a lot of studies on this. I remember reading, everything I'm t talking to you about has come from this book titled The Boy Crisis. And in this book, there's a chapter where he brings in a lot of just studies and research, just quick fire, you know, um, 80% this, 70% this, you know, a bunch of them. And I remember reading them and just thinking like, holy, there's so many negative consequences to, to a fatherless household. Pretty much any problem that you can think of that a child could experience is drastically more likely and also more consequential to children who just don't have a father figure in their house. I believe it's around 90% of children who run away from home and literally become homeless are from a fatherless house. 90% of children who become criminals or from a fatherless house about these obviously someone can go verify this and it's oh it's 79 percent but it's a very very high number you should do your own research on this because i'm just account you know telling you my account from like reading a book six months ago but the general trend was that everything bad in a young boy's life is way more likely to happen if he doesn't have a father in the house and perhaps it's not just 
just having a father in the house. That would be the best case scenario. The best case scenario by far is that a child is born with a masculine, strong, but like loving, benevolent father and a feminine, loving, committed, devoted mother. Best case scenario is that they are joined together in this like big, secure, long-term relationship. But if the father isn't there, this is where we have that term father figure. So if the real biological father is not there, then the boy needs father figures. Some boys have said that I am one of their father figures. There's a wide range of ages of, of men, of males who watch my contents and on the YouTube analytics, it shows me that it's between 15 and 30. So 15 years old and 30 years old. But then I see a fair amount of comments which say like, I'm, I'm 12 years old, I'm 13 years old and I'm, I'm watching Hamza's videos and like, he's like a father figure to me. Sometimes I worry because I see those comments and I'm, I just straight away, I just think like, I, I am not the, the best father figure you could have by far. Perhaps that's imposter syndrome or perhaps there is, there is obviously uh, accuracy to my level of like, oh shit, like some, some kid thinks I'm his father figure because it's a lot of responsibility to take. But I realize how important this work is when I do have like quite deep one-on-one one -on -one conversations with a bunch of my boys on like Discord and sometimes in person where I realize like, you know, my generation of men, I'm 25 years old, so my generation of men are quite, we are we are quite messed up. We're very lazy, very weak, feminine, docile, submissive, addicted. But when I think about the next generation, I don't know if that classifies as the next generation, but essentially the boys who are about 14, 15 years old, who are 10 years younger than I am. When I think about them and their struggles, I think it's amplified to such a higher level because I wasn't raised on technology. I wasn't raised on social media. Like I, I played video games when I was like nine years old, but they were the kind of video games that you could play for 45 minutes and feel very satisfied. I got a smartphone at age 15. Nowadays it's somewhat common for an eight year old child to have an iPhone. I think that the work that we're doing here is very, very important, but I think the importance of this work that you see here of just men sharing their lessons and just stumbling upon being a father figure to someone else, to, you know, a boy halfway across the world who's just ended up seeing your content on social media, who's just seen, who's, who's read your book, who's heard your podcast. I think this work is incredibly important, but I think its importance will grow exponentially over the next few years, the next 10, 20 years. And so if you're watching this and you're a young man you're very young, you're a boy, maybe you haven't had a father figure in your life. And you somewhat look to me as one of those figures in your life. 
and you've been putting in some work into your self-improvement you're young but you've literally been getting into the gym you've been trying to meditate journal read all i can say to you is at a boy do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it Mwah.